Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Open Conversations. On today's show, I welcome my new guest or my good friend, Roxanne. Um, on today's show, me and Roxanne had a lot of topics to discuss. Um, we talked about religion, which is a very touchy subject in Ghana. Um, we talked about feminism and, you know, how Roxanne says she's a bad feminist, whatever that means, but she explains it in the podcast. And we also talked about sex. Yeah, we talked about sex. Are you interested in that? Yeah, you should be. Yeah, so yeah, we talked about all that in the podcast. It's a very good episode. I think you really enjoy it. And Roxanne has a vlog that you might also find interesting. I'll drop that link in the production show notes for you to see. So yeah, so just sit back. Relax and enjoy. Okay. 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 So how has your week been? Mm, this week. Well, it's been, I don't know. Every day is every day. <laughs> yeah, nothing It's changed. just been like that. It's, I, I've, I've just, I've been reading, resting, watching TV, writing, Everything else, everything else I, I find myself doing, I'm doing, you know, and recording my vlog and stuff. Mm. Oh, what, what, what do you record? Like, what stuff do you record on? Oh, I started a vlog uh, when the lockdown started. It's called Locked with Rocks. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, me being typical Roxanne, I, had, I, I thought I would use the platform to air my unpopular opinions. Oh, great. About societal norms especially the toxic ones that are not really serving us and so yeah it's just me airing my thoughts on stuff relationship family um lifestyle and whatsoever yeah anything that uh, i deem relevant i put out there <laughs> oh perfect this is a perfect opportunity to share all those <laughs> thoughts on here this is oh see this is sure. awesome this is awesome <laughs> Okay, so like, what's been on your mind? What have you been talking about recently? Mm, so so far, I think I've had I've had nine episodes or ten. So my last episode, uh, oh wait, hold on, let me just quickly check because that was like more than ten days ago. Yeah, it's yeah, mm, yeah. So <laughs> it's interesting. The last topic was um that the the saying that goes men are moved by what they see and women are moved by what they hear so mm. i was out there debunking it because it just didn't make sense after a while i realized that listen this is some bullshit we are on like <laughs> we i know and i i admit that men and women are wired differently yeah. but then you cannot deny some senses in women and validate it in men and vice versa, and use it as an excuse for bad behavior. So that was basically what I was discussing. So my point was, yes, men can be moved by what they see, women can be moved by what they hear, but then it goes both ways. Both men and women have active senses, five senses, or even six, and we, we, we can all activate them. What, happen, what, what matters is how we act or how we react or how we put it to use, that is what will determine the level of our responsibility. So we shouldn't use it as, it's lame to use it as an excuse, mm -hmm. especially when a man is caught cheating or misbehaving with a woman and he quickly says, oh, I'm a man, I'm moved by what I see, so it's not my fault, do not punish me, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it is bullshit. <laughs> but like, in yeah. ge- but in general, right? I think right. right now in our society, men are really moved by what they see. But I mean, everything for a man seems to be more visual first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for, and for women, maybe it's more about hearing. But I don't think giving counts now. But yeah, because like Instagram, like Twitter, Instagram, all these social media platforms. Mm. What happens is that women will post something visual and met, more men will react and comment on it, right? So men are right. what they see now. Yeah, well, I agree. But then I think it has also become a culture that we have accepted mm. or we have come to normalize. Because at me as a woman, there are things that I see. I may see a sexy body, a sexy yeah. model on Instagram. And I'm like, ooh, wow. I can imagine all sorts of things. But then it does not prompt me to go and make a lot of like, unsolicited comments or misbehave mm. around him. Because maybe the society hasn't granted me the platform or the normalcy to do that. So I feel it's not my place to do it. But then we have allowed men to do it and get away with it. So we think yeah. it's a man's thing. But I disagree. That's what I think. I just disagree. That's true. Okay, but even on that same thing, like I was thinking about it yesterday, how in our society mm. it seems more like the men are supposed to be the aggressors as far as you know, right. as to the woman asking her out and stuff. Now, I was thinking to myself, how come, like in our society, we don't really practice the opposite? Where or where it's more balanced that men can go and ask for women or ask women out, and women can also go and ask for men out. And yeah. um, how come, like it's because women seem here seem to be very meek. Like we don't want to like they don't want to approach a guy who they yeah. apparently like. <laughs> You know, it's it's our cultural conditioning and even religious, you know, mm-hmm. we have a boxed idea of what femininity or masculinity represents. So masculinity is, you know, fierce, aggressive, strong, powerful, you know, it can't be broken hard. And so we 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 accept or we allow men to take the initiative they are the leaders they are the first they are the superior sex they are the stronger sex so they have to take every initiative they have to go first they they are says they have the final say whereas we put the woman in this soft tender box meek Mm -hmm. uh humble timid and here humility means accept abuse Accept to be mm-hmm. trumped upon. Do not have a say. That what that's what makes you a woman. Be submissive. Yeah, be, be calm. Be supportive. Support the man. You are created to support the man. So when a woman comes off as hard, assertive, you know, you know, she, she's bold. She's confident. Then there's a disconnect. Like the society mm-hmm. reacts in a way that okay, why is a woman assuming? The, the the styles of a man are you trying to be a man so it's kind of very uh i don't know it's challenging for society to accept that suddenly because this is what we have lived all our life this is what we've come to accept so when we see in the face of change or difference there will be resistance so that's why a lot of people really react you know harshly when a woman is taking the initiative you know speaking up for herself, bold, confident. They would, society would do everything to shame, to shut that woman, to keep her quiet, to keep her in her place. But really, all these places, all these boxes society has placed us in, where has it gotten 
us now, you know, if it's really been working for us, if it has really been working for us, we will not be having this conversation because you are a man. I don't know if you would admit mm-hmm. you, the, the, the expectations that society requires from you. Sometimes it's okay, it's cool until it becomes a liability. Yeah. Until you don't have the space to really express yourself or to show emotion or to just be human. Then you realize that, oh shit, now this strong man shit or this masculinity shit has become toxic and I'm not able to fully function in my full humanity. So it's not really helping us, all these yeah. identity boxes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's true because like, okay, like you were saying, for me as a guy, right? I'm expected mm. to do something that masculine. I'm expected to, you know, go talk to a girl. Like I'm supposed to, even though maybe I'm not that person who's outgoing, I'm supposed to because mm-hmm. I am the guy. Mm. Like, and so if I push, if I push against things which are not considered masculine, if I which are considered mm-hmm. masculine, I'm looked at as more weak or not mm-hmm. as strong as I'm supposed to be, which is true. Right. Right? And I think it's not it's not really as healthy as you're saying because it doesn't make any sense to mm-hmm. me to be. Have honest. you had any experience of such like where you 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 exhibited something and maybe the reaction was like, okay, you are a man, you're not supposed to you know, react this way. Have you ever had an experience like that? I haven't really had an experience. I think one thing I've no, I've seen is that, okay, maybe I have like different interests, right? For instance, if I say that, oh, you know what? I really like ballet performances. Mm. I think it's interesting. I think it's very artful for instance. I think something right. very artful. But if I say that in a public setting, people will look at me like ballet. That's not really um, something. Yeah, someone will look at you like, ah, okay uh are you gay you know yeah that's weird it, 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 it seemed as oh that's weird how why would you like that like how can you like right that? or for instance i'm not a big fan of football like i can watch football i can enjoy it but i'm not the biggest fan so if somebody says let's go watch a match i'm like i'm not interested it will seem very counter to what people are used to because mm-hmm. majority of men like soccer that's true mm. I mean, I'm like, mm, I'm not really as interested. I like, I like sports, but I'm not like as interested as everybody else is. Right. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like sometimes even, I mean, when we were young, we, we chose colors for female and male. Mm-hmm. We said yep. female colors is pink and male. Who, who, which constitution did that come from? <laughs> like who, who, who said, like, why? You know, I mean, I didn't grow up liking pink. As a mm-hmm. girl, I didn't really mm-hmm. like pink. I didn't like blue necessarily, but I didn't like pink. So would that will my femininity be robbed? Would it be taken away from me just because I didn't like the prescribed color of my gender? You know, it just yeah. it wasn't. It's not working, and we need to rethink these things. You know. Yeah, and it's funny because I actually like pink because it, it goes with my right. skin color. <laughs> so if I wear pink, yeah, like, it will yeah, it will look good on you. Yeah, it look good on me. So I mean, I don't really care about what the color is as long as it looks good on me. I'm fine. So I never really ascribe color to gender. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. Why, do, why does color have to be ascribed to gender? Where did that come from? <clears throat> uh, for me, I don't really know the root of it. I may have to do a research, but I think it goes deep into psychology because Mm. you know colors have big effect on us you know colors do really have a big effect on us and looking at the color pink is soft 
is mild. Mm. It looks harmless. Mm. And color blue looks fierce. Like it looks strong. So it's just the same way. It's just a prescription that as a girl, as a female, you are expected to be soft. So when you see pink, it reminds you, it's a reflection of who you are. When you visualize it in a color, which is also soft, then you are set that's okay this is who i am this is me i'm i'm, I'm i represent pink i represent softness and as a guy blue yeah i'm a boy yes i'm bold i'm confident you know so that, that's what i think it's just i think it's um color psychology of some sorts you know yeah, it's just like how we associate good with white and bad with black you know what i mean which is funny because i like black <laughs> i like black I like the color black. I think it's I think it's a really like really underestimated color and very underrated. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, but okay. So we're talking about men in general, like men and women relationship and stuff. So I want to talk about like just the whole um, concept of relationship and dating, especially now when it comes to society. Like I was thinking to myself that. Like we talked about um, the fact that uh, guys have to approach girl, girls and girls are really like more offish. But how come like, when it, like what is, so I'm confused now today because I think dating has changed a little bit. I, I'm not really sure what the rules are anymore because it seems to have changed. Mm. So like I'm always asking this question, like what would actually make a date official when somebody asks somebody else? Like, does the person have to come and ask you, hey, do you want to go on a date? Or does it have to be like, hmm. if I come and ask you, hey, can, want to hang out today? Do you want to go get lunch? Like, does it have to be the word? <laughs> well, you know, that is a very interesting <laughs> uh, topic, you know. Um, really, myself, eh, I've not really clearly known the true dynamics of dating, especially these days. But I mean, ultimately for me, I feel some words need to be said mm-hmm. and some agreements need to be reached, like mutually, because then we cannot just take our actions for granted or just make assumptions and then move along with it. Because some people will say, yeah, I don't like labels or, you know, let's just go with the flow. But mm. then you realize that you are going with the flow, you are catching feelings, but then this same person may not want to claim you the person may still be going with the flow with other people. And I see it a lot. And I feel it's a problem of uh, responsibility and accountability. It's like, we do not want to settle, but we want to play around in the name of, I do not want to have a label or a tag. So yes, it's okay to date or talk to other people. But when you settle on one person, you decide that, okay, this is the person I think I, I want to do life with. So you, I think you should voice it and see what the other person also thinks. If they are on the same page, okay, make it official. But you know what? Uh, I want us to uh, take this friendship to another level. Mm-hmm. You know, you know put, put some tag on it, I feel. Put some tag because then that way it seals it and it holds both of you responsible for the roles you play in the relationship because from the personal experience i was seeing this guy and 
he kept saying, you know, we are just friends. Like, let's see how it goes. Let's just go with the natural flow. Right. Right. But then here we are doing everything official couples do. Okay. There's nothing that we didn't do that people who are even married don't do. Hmm. So then it left me confused. I'm like, okay, are we still going with the flow? How far has the flow gone now? Where are we in this flow? (laughs) (laughs) And it got to a time I realized that he was messing around with other girls. Then when I questioned it, he's like, why is it your issue? Because we are not really official. So I feel Hmm. people really just hide behind. Let's not put a tag on it to just uh, play games. So I feel if it's that serious and you think you want to try something with this person, open up, open your mouth and say it and let them also give you their word and uh, 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 work towards it. That's what I think, honestly. Yeah, honestly. it's true. I think nowadays people ask, I don't know if it's fear or they're scared to just come out and say, do you want to do this? Because I think there might be this fear of rejection. So people aren't mm-hmm. really up to it. So they'll just start, let's say, they'll just start and say, let's go with the flow. Instead of right. because if they get rejected, then they might get hurt. Yeah, but then see, but that you feeling, you know, being afraid of rejection and you pulling that 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 trick or that game, mm-hmm. what is the difference? Like you are still a loser because then <laughs> um you didn't really do anything, you didn't step up, you didn't change the game, you are still paranoid and you are still afraid. That's why you made that decision. So whether you didn't ask at all or whether you just made it vague, you are still, you, it's still an exhibition or an expression of how weak you are. So yeah. uh, for me, I don't, it's not even, it's a no brainer. I'm not even up for that. Cause that I've had, I've had enough of that kind of yeah. uh, uh, bullshit. So I'm sorry. I've been using the word bullshit. Oh, no, no, you, you can use it <laughs> as you want. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so like, but okay, what so about you? What do you think? Me, as far as that, so me, with even with dating, huh? like uh-huh. I said, it's, it's kind of confusing now because me, I have no problem with if some somebody I like and I think that okay, let's see what what can come out. Ask, hey, do you want to like officially like go on a date and stuff, and let's see if there's any interest and we move from there. If not, then we can just be friends as it is. Yeah. I think that's the best. Like, honestly, and I think people should also say it with an open mind. Because one Mm. thing I realize is that usually when men come to you, they are seeking their interest. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's this preconceived idea that when choosing a woman, choose a helper. Choose (laughs) someone who assists you. Choose an assistant, a supporter, a manager. You know, so it's like usually when a man is coming to you, he's coming to you because of the quality he's seen in you that benefits him. But then I ask the question. Sometimes I ask them, and sometimes some people do not really expect it because when they say, "Oh, you know, Roxanne, I like the way you are. You've got it. Like you are the perfect woman for me. Like I need you in my life." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's good. I'm flattered, but um, are you ready to know what I also think about you?" Hmm. Do you care to know if I also think the same. Uh, you'll be an asset to me or if I also think I need you? You know, so we, I feel people should have an open mind that you may want this person, but does the person want you? And if you consider that, then 
you wouldn't really feel rejected. You you will respect that. Oh, okay, this person doesn't want me. I'm not maybe I'm not what he's she he or she is looking for. It's not that I'm not enough, but I'm just not what they are looking for, and that's okay. I'll find someone else. Well, it's easier said than done, but yes, that's what I think. You know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think these days people have a problem with like open communication. Like I said, there's always this fear that if I say this thing, this person might not be as interested. So they hide whatever they're thinking and don't want to come out with it. Well, one thing I hate is hiding. I'm, I mean, you know me. I'm an open book. Like (laughs) I'm out there very transparent so i don't know how i don't know how to deal with hiding or pretend like come just be free say it what was the worst that could happen there are billions of other women in the world billions of other men in the world so what makes you think that it is this person or no other person Mm -hmm. that's that's a really damaging thing you you can do to yourself okay also there's this situation right where okay you guys started off as friends they're just friends you're cool Mm -hmm. everything and now but they think that oh they've seen more of you and they think there's an interest there so they want to say hey do you think you and i can be more than friends and i think sometimes in that situation people don't come out and say it because they think it might ruin the relationship or even just saying that they have an interest you look at them different and the friendship might not be the same as it was. You know, honestly, I think, I think people are different and they'll, I think they will respond differently, Mm. but I'll talk for my own um, reality. (laughs) For me, I will not begrudge any friend that comes out to tell me this because you, you, I mean, you need to say to, to be free mm-hmm. yep. and to also weigh the possibility. So, hey, that is a risk and it's a good risk. You may not know. What if I'm also feeling the same way? Hmm. If you don't say it, you will never know. But yep. if I'm also, if I'm not feeling the same way, uh, then it's okay. I will let you know. But, well, it takes maturity to, to bring back the friendship to where it was. Yeah. And then I also think that it depends on how it's said and okay. the reaction that comes with it. Because if you tell me and I overreact or I freak out, and then it's going to definitely ruin the relationship. But I mean, if you tell me in a way that I'm relaxed about it, I ponder over it, and I'm like, oh, wow. So this is how you've been feeling. Wow. It may be difficult for me to hit you with the truth that okay, I don't really feel the same way. I'm sorry. And I think people will also withdraw. Like if I tell a friend who likes me that I'm, I don't like him the same way, mm-hmm. I will feel bad. There's a guilt that comes with it. Right. I think there's a guilt that comes with it. So I may draw back because of the guilt I feel. I feel I've caused you pain by rejecting you. Yeah, that is all I think maybe the reason why I may draw back and it will affect the relationship we had uh, 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 before. Hmm. But hey, you never know. It's, it's, it's complicated, you know? It's yeah, some way. it's always some complicated. Way, 
<laughs> yeah, it's always complicated because I remember a friend was telling me, like, sometimes it works out well because I remember a friend was telling me that, you know, there's a girl who they're fr- very good friends with, they were very good friends. And one day mm. she came and told him that, hey, I like you more than a friend. And he mm. told that actually he doesn't feel the same way. And like, she was, the girl was hurt. But what happened in the end was mm. they were still friends because that okay. the friendship wasn't ruined. He just, but like, there was a bit of uncomfortability for a moment, but they kind of still right. kept as good friends. So it's always possible to keep the friendship, even though you may feel a bit different. Okay. Well, I, I think, and I also think that it may be, it can um, be, uh, how do I say, it can be a test of your friendship. Yeah. You know, it can also strengthen your friendship to some point, and you never know. In, in in the 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 near future or something one day it may be the, the basis or the foundation of a true romantic partnership mm-hmm. you know you know you may go around and come back and realize that oh wow this person had good intentions for me and right. i think he's a good guy or she's a good guy so why don't we give each other a chance right. you know so you never know nothing is ever lost you know mm-hmm. that, that's what i think yeah. yeah. So, so Roxanne, do you have a type when it comes to actual dating and relationships, or are you just like open? Do I have a type? Yeah. Like, do you have like official type? Like, this person has to be like this, like that, or are you just like more open to, or you just like writing and see how it goes? I think so. You know, it's if a type would mean that when I when I go through my. Uh, list of exes, then there should be some similarities, right? Yeah, maybe so, yes. Well, honestly, all my exes differ from each other. So I don't think I have a specific type. Physically, I don't have a specific type. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I like tall, black, dark, white, whatever. But the, the, my only measuring tool is that the person must have sense. <laughs> you need to <laughs> you gotta have, have sense. sense so many times the guys just have to have sense it's so funny yes you've, you've heard it a lot of times eh? i've heard that a lot of times <laughs> you need to have sense bro like that that's that's the only type that i want you need to know how to reason mm-hmm. and be ready to learn and unlearn and relearn yeah. As we navigate through this world, that that's my type, I guess. Otherwise, mm, updated every different, different, different people, like even different nationalities. I don't, mm. I don't have a strict rule as mm. to oh, I don't date be outside my race. I don't date this. I don't. Those things are all outside, like superficial. You know, right. it's, it could go, it could fade, it could change. But mm-hmm. then your brain, no. Your brain, what is inside? What about you? What about me? Mm, me, I, th- you? I think I have a type. I'm not sure about the visual. Well, as far as physical, I don't think... I always I say your type would be a white woman. I know that's superficial, you, but... <laughs> no, you know you know what? I've had this conversation about this, about who I would be, who I'd be, the person be a white person. People have, other people have said the same thing you said. But I'll be honest, yes. I don't really, like, I don't really care about nationality. Just Right, just right. Me too. I don't Honestly. really care if they're Asian, white, I think, black. I do you care. know why I said that? 
and I think it's also the same reason why other people say the same to me. You have no idea the number of people who tell me, Roxanne, mm-hmm. the way you are, yeah, you can't be with a traditional African man. You have to be with the yes, white man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. it's just a reflection of how different I am or you are. And I say you, 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 you are likely to end up with a white girl because, not because black girls don't deserve you or anything, but I just feel that it's a cultural thing that a lot of the typical African woman, if not emancipated, may not really understand the kind of man that you are, you know, may not really uh, receive uh, you as a soft-spoken, calm, different, you know, as opposed to the aggressive, men that we, we want. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm saying. That's true. Like, honestly, I know that some women, girls have told me that, as for me, right. I am not the <laughs> typical, like, garden guy they used to. That I, material. I, have, I have been told this before that, oh, you're not like these other guys. I'm like, what does that mean, these other guys? You what know, are you talking about? Sometimes I don't know whether it's a compliment or... <laughs> it's like, I don't know if it's a compliment or is that, is that this a compliment? I don't know what it is. But yeah, I just take it as it is. But you're right, because... For me, yes, it is what it is. Right now, I'm not the typical, like, I'm very culturally adverse as far as I'm concerned. Like, as far as, like, traditions and, you know, the way things are, I'm not really, I'm really not down with a lot of traditions. I'm more of open-minded. I like different opinions, different thoughts, different different doing things in different ways and everything else. People are not Mm -hmm. used to that, so it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. Because uh, people have told me to my face that they didn't think I was Ghanaian. I'm like, I was born and raised here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you have too much sense for the typical Ghanaian, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm way too different. I, too I'm, much sense to you. Yeah, I I seem way too Western, and they'll say like, but yeah, but I understand. I I totally get it because here we are very traditional. We're very traditional, religious, everything. So if somebody comes and says that, oh, I'm not really done with these things, then they're seen as an outsider in a way. Right. But you see, one thing I also think is that eh, we Africans, as we are here, we have a perception about the Western world or the outside world as being perfect Mm, or as being all right. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the case because I know a lot of people from the other side uh, who are also locals? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they ain't right. <laughs> they ain't right. <laughs> and true. I'm like, listen, let's chill with this. You know, I have friends. In fact, I have friends who go like me. I'm not going to marry a Ghanaian or a black man. I'm going to wow. marry a white man. Wow. But you see, they've made it about the race. They've made it yeah. about the skin. It's not deeper than that. So it means that even if it's an a white man, trashy white man that comes their way, mm. they will not even accept it. Or even if the man who, a white man doesn't treat them right. Yeah. So far as a black man, they'll have this uh, cognitive dissonance. Like they can't really accept that it's wrong because then yeah. they have internalized the white skin as perfect. Mm-hmm. So whatever action that comes with it is perfect. So yeah. I, so far as I'm with a white man, if the outside workers just see me that I'm the wife of a white man, then I'm good. Fine, I yeah. Deep down, you, you did bleed. Who bleed? Hmm. So, I mean, you could have a very loving black man, 
but then also because of the the stereotype you may not be seeing all the good stuff he's doing True. so my bottom line is have sense if you have sense then after, when we finish exploring your sense then we can check your skin no matter no matter the skin you can mean so far as you have sense Works for me. Yeah, that works out perfectly. It's true. That's very true. Because tell my people see you dating a white person, and they start thinking, "Oh, look at you! You're dating a white person." Meanwhile, it's not necessarily about what the white mm-hmm. skin. It's more about mm-hmm. the person. It's all about right. The I think there's some, you know, I don't call it stigma, some resentment that comes with it from some. You know, there's wait. It's two things. I think mm-hmm. there is some respect. Mm-hmm. on one mm-hmm. side and yeah. some resentment on the other side you know some people see you as a sellout yeah when you end up with a different race and then yes. some people to honor you and respect you wow wow she's been able to move ahead of us and and go to a better a greener pastures wow. you know and that's internalized hatred you feel you self-hate you know you yeah. think you're not good enough so she upgraded so it's it's confusing you know it's confusing this is very confusing. I, I mean, me, I always stay true to myself and I always seek for my best interests. If a black man is treating me right and loving me right, it is a black man that I'm going to be with. If mm-hmm. a Chinese man, a white man, an Indian man, whoever is yeah. treating me right, that's it. Yeah. Right. Be open to people. I mean, because you never, never know. Because if yeah. you're, you're always like, oh, is this, I'm just going to just be with a black person all the time. You may miss opportunities of people who may come into your life who are not black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're like, hmm. Yeah, because sometimes I, I find it very interesting or sad when some people just dismiss people just by looking at them, just by the color of their skin. You know, I remember I had an argument with a friend and we were at uh, Kwame Nkrumah Museum. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I, I don't know if I told you the story mm-hmm. and we were looking at Kwame Nkrumah's pictures and he was going on and on about why did Kwame Nkrumah marry a white woman yes, a friend, uh, a, a black Ghanaian woman to marry. And I was like, okay, well she's Egyptian. So she's not necessarily white. (laughs) She may be brown skin or light skin, but I don't think she's white. Yeah. But then she was like, he was like, no, but then why couldn't Kwame Kuma marry a dark skinned woman? That was his main problem. And I'm like, you see, I don't really know the circumstances under which Kwame Kuma and Fatia got married. Mm -hmm. I mean, according to history, they said it was arranged. It was political, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. But why does it matter? the color of her skin, if the, the marriage worked between them, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, and fine. what makes you think that a blacker or darker skin or someone with kinkier hair would have made a better wife? So it means that you've prejudged Fatia or the woman just because she looked like the white man. And I see it as internalized um, or unhealed pain, unhealed ancestral wound, you know? scenes of our forefathers that are still affecting us. And I'm not saying it's not valid. I validated whatever happened to us 400 years ago was horrible. Yeah. It was devastating. We have to give, I give them the space and the validation to feel and express that. Yeah. But then it comes to a point where it doesn't um, 
imprison us or chain us or blind yeah. us seeing things as they are you know because i'm like and then he goes like so wow you need you don't have a problem with hair having light skin i said no, oh, no. and he goes like so are you you don't mind settling with a white man and i said no <laughs> can you imagine this guy got pissed at me really? this guy got mad like he got mad he wouldn't talk to me like for the rest of the the tour <laughs> wow yes so i'm like you see it's it that deep it's it goes deeper than what we are saying so i don't know how long it's going to take i don't know when um black or white people are going to let go of their pain that was caused by our ancestors so i i, I mean i can't say much because i don't know how it is especially for the the blacks in the diaspora the wounds seem to be deeper mm-hmm. so i don't like to talk much about it but i hope it's my prayer that we get to a point where we let go of our prejudice or stere- our, our uh, uh, internalized uh, wounds and see people for who they are yeah you know? yeah i totally agree i think what would help solve is just more open conversations like like we're saying for instance like you should people should talk to people who like for instance maybe got married to somebody who is not dark skinned or because you're expecting that because if they do talk mm. to these people they can mm. perspective of why they got married to that person because they're thinking that we just got married because the person is light skin yeah lighter skin but it could be a t- totally different yeah. Yeah. so when you get that good perspective it's like oh this is the reason why and you shouldn't assume that they got married for reason just a reason for how they look but maybe it's a reason for like maybe this person fit them yeah them. you know <clears throat> see you don't know human being thing it's interesting you could do all that you could explain all you can but when someone has you know have made it like made up their mind say listen white people are bad or black people are bad like this you know internalized like this strong racism conditioning in their head they can be stubborn they may not listen or they may not understand i mean which is fine i i don't i don't really deem it necessary to um always explain to people why I choose the yeah. people I choose. Yeah. I mean, if there's a conversation, there's a platform for it, we'll have the conversation. But my hope is not to convince you to accept my decision. It's okay. It's mine. Don't, don't, don't be too, don't take it personal. Yeah, it's yeah. not personal. Yeah, it's not personal because you know? everybody has like their own opinions and how they actually came about as far as developing those opinions. So you should never take it personal that, it shouldn't be never a personal attack. This person was raised in this type of way or they learned some things and then they're giving right. them. So you should never be personal. Just take it as it is. I guess have an open conversation. That's it. If you disagree, fine. Mm-hmm, disagree. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you don't have to like be mad or say this person is this way so you're never going to talk mm-hmm. to them again. Asimu. Hi. Yeah, but... So yeah, I want to talk about this thing in our society when it comes to things like religion, especially because I think that sometimes in our society, religion plays a huge part. <laughs> we that's one a lot of things happen. <laughs> Are you sure you want to talk about that? 
Yes, I do want to talk Are about it. You sure this you want to talk about it? I, do. I mean, it's a, deep, it's a deep topic, like, for real, but Ooh, I, I think it's necessary because Ghana, for instance, Ghana, when? we are very religious. We are very, very religious. I think Christianity is the biggest uh, religion here. Charlie. Yeah, because, like, I was saying to somebody, like, if you just mm. drive every five minutes, there's a church on every street. So that's the way it is now. But... Mm. The, what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking these days is that the, what's being taught in the churches, it's not, it's very, I don't know if I say closed-minded, but it's not as open as it should be. Because a friend told me that she sees mm-hmm. a lot of judgmental things coming from the churches, as far, especially when it comes against women. Mm-hmm. How women dress, women shouldn't talk, Tight. ways, all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you I have mean, about Listen, it. like, we could have a whole session on just this, like, see, I don't know, man, like, I don't know, this, hmm, the church is the biggest, the biggest brewing, brewing center of misogyny, hmm. like, the church, or religion, I would say. Yeah. Abrahamic religions, oh, yeah. especially, especially yeah. are the biggest brewing centers or courts for misogyny. <laughs> Most of their doctrines or their teachings, in my opinion, is deeply rooted and, 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 and focused on, on, I don't know, attacking the female species. Bringing them down and portraying men as the heroes, mm. which also brings to light the patriarchy. To me, the, Abraham, the Abrahamic religion or movement is like the, the father of patriarchy. It is like the, 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 seated, the, seated, like the seated throne of patriarchy. Every other person who quotes Bible left and right to justify any misogynistic act or any toxic masculinity like any bad behavior that men put up for example today a friend posted something about submission mm-hmm. that word is so submission funny. joe like when i read the word it's so cringe worthy the word is disturbing the word is not right but we are brain normally we are defending it. We are coercing it. We we are cooking it up and sugarcoating it and make, wanting to make it sound like something else. But no, submission is what it is. It is a, a, a oh, there's a the dictionary um, uh, explains it in a perfect way. It's like mm-hmm. uh, coming under a superior force mm-hmm. or uh, uh, yeah, something like that. It has to do with. Uh, uh, Subjecting yourself to a superior force or authority. And in a marriage or relationship, who is the superior authority? Mm. The husband, the man. Yeah. Said husband, be the, you are the head of the family or so whatever. Same Bible. So if the man is the head and they say the woman should submit to the head, what does that make the woman? <laughs> so it's like we've normalized the slavery of a woman and slavery. tricking her into thinking that 
this is what marriage is or this is what romantic partnership is. Listen, I can go on and on, but it's so disturbing to me and insulting to my person as a woman for any man to throw the word submission at me. Like, in fact, yeah. I, I will slap you. <laughs> like, don't tell me to be submissive. <laughs> I'm getting violent. Yeah, you no, are. I'm very passionate about this. Use the word submission. No matter how much you think it's coming from a holy book, a holy book that has a lot of questionable stuff in it. I don't even want to go into religious arguments, but it has a lot of other scriptures that are so questionable and disturbing anyways. This is the same book you are using as a manual to run your relationship or your marriage. And you want me to submit. Submit. Who is the why? Why are you superior than me? No wonder men treat women with inferiority. Men treat women anyhow because you are second hand. You are the second thought. God created me first and he thought I needed a helper. So then he brought you along. Uh, so you came to help me. So men do not think that women have their own agency or they can have their own will power and do their own thing. No, 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 no. That was not how the story is. God created man first. And then he realized man uh, 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 needed a victim woman out of the man's rib. But you, uh, Joe, you know, as you are sitting there or standing or whatever you're doing, <laughs> you know you did not come from no man. You did not come from any man's rib. Did you come from your father's rib? Nope. Or you came out from your mother's vagina? So why would my husband or my man tell me I came from his rib? When did it happen? You know what? I don't even let's not even go deeper, but maybe another episode we could go deeper. Maybe, into that, yeah, but maybe so. Yeah, Alice, it's it's just yeah. fun. it's kind of funny. Like, for instance, it's um, crazy. I, yeah, I don't it's, know, it's fine. I don't way, like to, yeah. I know it's a, like it's a very one of those topics where it's like heavy, and I'm always thinking about how people yeah. just use religion for every facet in their life. I mean, I have no problem, yeah, what your belief system is. As long as you don't use Thank it you. to like kind of enforce something. Thank you. Some things. Thank you. Like Christians are fond of this, especially. I always say Christians because they have been the ones who have most likely violated my space. Mm -hmm. Listen, I, I don't remember the last time I was walking down the street or I was in a church row mm -hmm. where a Muslim got up and said, Alhamdulillah, yeah. let's touch. Yeah, preaching. And I that, want to yeah. share the word of the prophet with you. No, never. It's not happening. So it's not like I'm attacking the church, but this is the reality. That's Almost true. every second corner, a Christian is forcing you to listen to him or her. Why? Why even, must I and, listen to you? Yeah, and even worse, at the end of it, they want you, they're asking for donations. It's like, this makes no sense. You're supposed Thank to give you. your word for free. So why do I have to pay you anything in the end? And it's like, you've not earned it, but then you think just because you, you use the Bible or you mention God and you quote scriptures, it's like they kind of use that to put some sort of fear in you to yeah, shut you up and yeah. then do it anyways. But it's not going to work anymore. It's not going to work for me. You are not just going to shut me up just by saying, it's the word of God, touch not my anointing, fear the one, one. I don't fear who. <laughs> do not use God to incite 
fear in me expects me to succumb to your request. No, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you questions or I'm going to get you to get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, it's sickening. It's sickening. It's sick. Yeah. I'm sick and tired. Like personally, I have respect for everyone and how they choose to connect to their maker or their supreme or the spirit world. Unfortunately, I'm extra hard on Christians because they violate this the most. Because me, I have friends from all sorts of religions. I never go about saying, hey, you know what? need to let go of religion you need to stop going to the temple or go to the church you need to start meditating you need to start being like me you know this is the right way no i don't have any business preaching to anybody to be like me my only business is to be like me and connect to my divine the way i know how i only engage other people when they come to me and ask questions then they have offered their interest. So it means that whatever I'm going to tell them will make an impact because they have opened up already and they are ready to receive from me. But then you'll be minding your business in a church or early in the morning. You are putting your thoughts together. Someone will just get up and start shouting in your ears just because God sent you. No, yeah. God did not send you to come and disturb other human beings. So it's crazy. So I don't, I don't tolerate them. Hmm. it's crazy and then they use religion to put women down in a woman in a woman have done this from how we dress to our yes. hair yeah to our makeup to mm-hmm. our shoes sickening sick and yeah. tired tired yeah so as far as if you are looking for somebody to go with like as far as maybe dating or marriage like would you even consider the person's religious background or are you just like it doesn't matter at this point hmm. You know, being the typical me, impulsively, I would have said it doesn't matter. But with experience and mm-hmm. observation, I realized that it would matter. <laughs> it would have to matter <laughs> at some point, sooner or later. Yeah, because um, two wrongs don't make a right. And two wrongs doesn't mean wrong bad bad but my point is if, if we are all on a, on two different ships uh we we can't we can't no we can't roll i don't know it may set up this distortion i would prefer that i i i settle or i be with someone who at least not like exactly like me but has an open mind yeah and is willing to 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 always let go of things that does not serve the soul. I mean that that is my principle, my principal rule, my principal rule that because even whatever I'm practicing, maybe in a few years to come, or it may be corrupt, mm-hmm. or something may happen to it that I'll have to let go of certain parts of it and yeah. relearn other parts. So every day it's a learning experience. So I'm, I want to be with someone who is willing to always analyze, to program, to reprogram, to delete, to format every time. Because we pick on a lot of things, but in the long run, is it really working for us? If it's not working for us, drop it. 
if it's not if, if it's working for you maintain it so it, it still comes to someone who has sense that's <laughs> it and if you truly have sense you okay i don't want to say this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but what about you? What about you? I mean, you are Catholic, aren't you? Yes, I am Catholic. As far as if so, I can see, I'm and I, I think Catholic. Catholics are very protective of their uh, 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 beliefs. Like they must, they hardly marry outside uh, okay. their church. Abby, okay. Let me give you look from my side of it. So for me. So I was born. I was born Catholic. I was baptized into the Catholic Church. I did. I went mm. through all the things, right? But mm-hmm. if you ask many Catholics right now, as far as them practicing Catholic, they will tell you that they don't really practice like being Catholic as much as they should, because right, right now there's a lot of division in the church because you know, know the last pope. Part. Yeah, the last pope was a bit, I would say, controversial. And this one okay. is a bit more open, but regardless, it's it's very restrictive. Cause you know, if you know how the way Catholic mass is, it's very um, formulaic. You go to church, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that, and then it's done. It's not really as open as the other churches. Mm-hmm. But for but for me, I'll be honest. I mm-hmm. don't really subscribe to a lot of what happens in the Catholic Church. For instance, like when I'm when I learned more about the church and their teachings, like for instance, the church frowns on like divorce. If you get married, you want to divorce, right. they frown really hard on that. Because they believe that you've been married for life in the church and that's why you continue. So if even you are having problems in your marriage, whether it's even physical abuse sometimes they will still want you to actually work it out. And I think to myself, like, mm. that's not really... So what if you're being abused and stuff? Exactly. I mean, like I said, they'll encourage you to stay, but it's not... I don't think it's very good because sometimes marriages don't work out. That's how life is. And then you get married for life, but during the time, it doesn't work out. So it's fine to divorce. And they- and I, think, and I think back in the olden days that when you divorce, they'll actually excommunicate you from the church because that's not. A, I think. I think. I read Why? It. What is so bad about divorce? Do, do you know the the, the core of reading? Like, why? I, I, was there a history about divorce that was affecting the church? Like, why? I don't know. I think. I think it's just more of a religious thing, a spiritual thing. The fact that you got married in a church, you made like this kind of covenant. So it's perfect. Like whatever God has or whatever God has done is perfect. So do not, do not oppose it. Is that where it's coming from? Yeah, I think so. I think that's one of those old teachings that are still kind of like present but i think maybe now it's a bit relaxed but that's one of the teachings and another one of the teachings was that the church really frowns on the use of contraceptives so hey, I'm i've heard it before yeah, and I'm, I'm like yo yeah, i'm serious because so, i remember i read something that's in the past that the church was the vatican or was it just the catholic church in general was really against the whole um HIV programs where they were distributing condoms or teaching about contraceptives in like African societies. Backward, right? Exactly. That's a little backward. Yeah, because if you were they, raped, you should keep the child. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, or yeah. you think no, they they even frown on abortion even more because abortion is like, are you joking? See? You can't do that. <laughs> 
But you see, you see what I say when I say this, these religions and everything is rooted in deep misogyny because all these rules that you are setting is going to affect the woman the most. That's true. If the man is still up there as a superior being, he can, of course, you have sex with the woman unprotected. And if she uh, gets pregnant, she's the one in trouble. She's the yeah. one who's going to face all the consequences. You understand? And exactly. if she now, you've, you've, you've prevented abortion, you've prevented contraceptive, you've prevented protection. So all these things, who is the consequence going to hit hard but the woman? Mm-hmm. It is going to hit the woman more. So it's just rules that are laid down to make life for the man easier, I think. And it's still coming from patriarchy. I'm just sick and tired. Oh, that's true. I mean, tired. and that's why for me, when it comes to like, being Catholic, I'll tell people that I am Catholic because you know, I was baptized in the Catholic Church. But as far as like religious beliefs, I'm always more on the side of say, I'm more liberal, more spiritual in my ways because I think that for me personally, I would like to explore my own spiritual journey than actually that's kind of subscribing to like that's church really or good. Like that, that's I think everyone should do this. I think everybody should take it upon themselves to really seek their own truth. That's the only way you can find God, I believe. Like, do it yourself. I I totally agree with that because the way our society is set up is that we're always taught as kids, like, this way of religion. Like, if you're a Christian, okay, this is what we believe in. So, as a kid, grew up like that. So, you don't really get to explore it on your own, maybe unless you get older, right? Mm. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's that's the reality, which is kind of sad. But yeah, I mean, the more when, people you, are, when you get up and meet, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm saying just when people are when people go older, I think they should be able to just be more open-minded, explore on your own. Because like you were saying, like you were saying before, this word of submission and all that it comes from you know learned behavior. That's what they were taught. Yeah. So they are going to just use it in their daily lives. Yeah, and you remember, I mean. With slave history, if a slave is not being submissive, he's he's beaten into submission. And yeah. so, tell me why a man will not hate their women if they feel she's disrespecting them or she's not being submissive. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a slave abuse culture that we have been conditioning to for generations, and we still don't want to let go. And we are denying, we are denying that this is deteriorating us. It's tearing us apart. We are bleeding. Yeah, bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are bleeding. And that's why I think that just have, having like more open conversations about this thing is always good. Because, right, right. Because if you get more perspective, you'll be more, a bit more open-minded on some things. Right. Which actually leads into our next topic, actually. I want to talk about the whole, like, because religion kind of has this place in it i want to talk about the whole um, concept of sex education and sex in society in general because in our society mm. we are taught that no sex before marriage right that's the whole premise like no sex before marriage <laughs> but now but you know not to catch you but you know it's funny enough how that rule seemed to only kind of apply to men continue yes <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you see, you know, all of it is true. All of it's relating to women. Oh, women the misogyny of it all. Yeah, women are always mm-hmm. expected to actually adhere to the rule more than men. Because even in the Bible, right, mm-hmm. men were out having more concubines and all that stuff. But women were supposed yeah. to be at home, you're the wife, all that stuff. Yep. 
Yeah, but anyway, yeah, but yeah, our, mm -hmm. society, our society is frowning upon like sex reform marriage and everything. And even you know how what happened with the sex education matter, right? We wanted, to, yeah, we wanted to bring a curriculum to teach about sex. And education. people freaked out. Yeah, people freaked out because we are we are for some reason still backward in how we talk about sex. Like, see, for you, like, how did you mm -hmm. like how did you learn about sex? Like, how did you learn about every all the, the whole concept and everything? Okay, so first of all, I'll say this. Sex before marriage is a scam. Like not having <laughs> sex, like saying do not have sex, do not have premarital sex, blah, 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 blah. That. Otherwise, it will affect your marriage or whatever. It's a scam. And second of all, we need to decolonize our perceptions of sex. Like how we were socialized about sex wasn't really the best. Mm -hmm. Sex was kind of um seen as some something of uh shame yeah like a shameful act a shameful act it's only right or it's only gets some remedy or i don't know the word like it, it only gets some redemption when you do it when you're married yeah. so far outside the marriage it's a very shameful act and you need to be punished for it and mm -hmm. you need to be punished the you here is the woman <laughs> so it's also proof that you know criminalizing sex for women is just one of these tentacles of patriarchy and the misogyny that comes with it that make women subservient control them deny them of so many things make it shameful shame them if they go against it punish them if they go against it you understand and we need to wake up and open our eyes and realize that listen the things that we were thought to hate are truly the thing not the things you are supposed to hate and it's, it's also like a matter of misplaced priorities mm -hmm. it's like we have placed, I don't know, it's like, and you see, that's the thing, we, we, we have given importance to certain things that are not so important, and we've denied ourselves of things that are really important. Okay, now, you asked me uh, my sexual orientation. Hmm, first, remember, I never really had any sex education from any adults, not mm -hmm. from my mom, not from my dad. Mm -hmm. The first time, and of course, when we get to a certain age, we start talking about reproductive system in school, mm -hmm. social yeah. studies, biology or something, and hey, everybody's excited. Why, is, why are we excited? Because of the hush-hush culture that we have around things. So yeah. it can be spoken in the house. It can yeah. be spoken in the church. So yeah. yes, yes, we are talking about taboo. it in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Ooh, finally, a platform to talk about something that we have been hush-hush about. And, you know, of course, I started developing, I started feeling, I started fantasizing, maybe I started crashing on a guy, and then movies. Mm. Movies. I think maybe my, my, my basic sexual orientation came from movies. What I watch, what I see. And I started exploring, exploring. I think at a point I, land, I landed the first time on some porn sites. I'm like, ooh, 
<laughs> okay, so this is how it goes down. Mm-hmm. And this is me as a teenager, yeah. 13, 14, 15. And I was already watching these things because I wasn't provided with the resources at home. Yeah. And whatever, whatever we resist persists. Whatever we try to hide, that is what we will end up seeking. You know that? So sure. it's like, yeah, this is not good. We've criminalized it. So it's like there's this, I don't know. There's this part of human nature that makes you always want to go for what you think you can have. Yes. So I was always curious. I was curious about sex. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Just like any other kid, my first time I saw two people having intercourse was in a movie or yeah. a porn uh, movie, yeah. you know? That's how I had to see it. And all the, the crazy things they did was what the, the, the fantasies I had in my head about sex. And when I finally started experiencing sex myself, I had all sort of unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Because I didn't, first of all, I didn't know my body. I didn't know how this thing really worked. I didn't know a lot of things and I was confused all over again and mm. then I realized that oh my god I've been scammed I've been <laughs> scammed and this is how most of us feel as adults or young adults like we all have you know a preconceived idea or ideas about sex or how sex is supposed to be but really really uh, we are experiencing different things and we are confused and we don't know. So I don't know. That, that's basically my orientation on sex. And of course, as I grew that, I started reading more and my perceptions started changing. And in fact, I don't see sex as a shameful uh, uh, act. I don't see it as a sin. I don't see it as a bad thing. In fact, if anything, sex is a miracle. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, 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 it's amazing. Without sex, the human population wouldn't be here. Without sex, things like cultures will not like we will not we will not be um we will not survive. Out of sex, there comes reproduction and yeah. human beings come out of out of that. So for me, sex is like the highest uh uh level of creativity. At sex is the point where human beings are created. So that's how I've, I was able to decolonize my, my thoughts about sex. And so I talk about it freely. Mm-hmm. I express it freely. I embrace it. Like nobody, no man can ever shame me about <laughs> sex. And because we've used this, we've criminalized it. A lot of people use it as a tool to shame women, especially if yeah. you are not a virgin. Yeah, if you are having sex before marriage, you are shallow. If you are this, if you are born one, you're a single mother, ah, it means you had sex before you were married. Mm. Hey, you are slut. If you dress in a certain way, mm-mm, you are mm. calling for sex. You are shower. Mm. Anything a woman does, she will be shamed for it just because she's, she's defined the status quo. She's, uh, I mean, rebelling. She's, yeah. you know, changing the game. So for me, sex needs to be revised. Sex needs to be revised seen in a different way you know when that that curriculum came and people were freaking out i'm like look at all you bunch of hypocrites bunch of call me uh, 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 uh 
the, the content that is going to be shown or taught this kid, or you are really about how it will be taught. Because for me, that was my, what my worry was. How this was going to be uh, uh, taught to these yeah. children, how they are going to assimilate or absorb this. Like, how are we, what is the method that we are going to use to, 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 to transfer this information to this? It wasn't about the content. It wasn't because it was about sex. Children need to know about sex. Someone was like, what's angry me? They are too young. They are too young to know about sex. I'm like, okay, really? tell me, how young does a child have to be to, to be molested by an adult? <laughs> Children as young as three months, six months, a year, two years, five-year-olds are being raped. So tell me, like, come again when you tell me children are too young to know about sex. So it's like we, we are just hypocrites. We are just a bunch of hypocrites. You know? And, and you, you know, the funny thing is, is that um, as far as like being too young to know about sex, like if people really knew, especially in today's age with all this social media, internet and stuff, mm. if people really knew, if kids are, mm. have access to the internet, they are seeing things at really young ages where they shouldn't be seeing it. And they're getting the wrong education, like you said. Don't mind them. Yeah, you should get in the right Thank you. Because if, like, for instance, let's say young boys, right, are Thank watching you. porn, for instance, they are getting a very bad representation of what sex is actually like. And the thing about young boys, they can, they can be very impressionable. So Thank if, you. If one day they go and have sex with a mm. girl, they're going to think that what they saw in that porn movie is what is expected in real life, and which is not the case. <laughs> Yeah, so All right. and, yeah, because ah, they were never annoying. Yeah, they were never actually thought that hey, women are like if you're gonna ask a sex with a woman, there's one thing that you need to note of protection and actually how the woman feels when she's having sex. And they were never thought about this. They just got all the superficial no, things no, from the videos. Okay. They don't care. Most and of them don't care. Yeah, and that's the sad part. So if you actually they were actually sat down, thought about all this, about consent, they were taught about women's bodies, pregnancy, all that stuff, contraception. I think it would be really, really beneficial. But here they we are. do not care. In fact, a lot of men use sex as a tool troll and dominion over women. You know, I, 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 mean, I mean, they even measure their manhood to, to the, the number of strokes they can give, the number of rounds they can give, the number of how hard they can pound. They're going to be drinking a donko bitters and all those <laughs> yeah. nonsense just to come and kill someone's daughter, to shift mm. somebody's womb. Why? Mm. Why do you want to shift my womb? Why? You know? Why, why are we celebrating pain? Yeah, are we why glorifying we, pain? Yeah, why, why do we... Barbaric behavior. Yeah, that's a very weird thing. Why would you want to shift somebody's womb? That makes no sense at all. That's a bad thing. <laughs> that's a terrible I thing. Go, I will shift your womb. And yeah, I will like, show you I'm a man. Show you I'm the one in charge. But yeah. no, you yeah. are showing me that you are stupid. Yeah. But another thing too that what's happening yeah. now is, unfortunately, there's this shit like if you're a man, as you were saying, that you're supposed to be good or like whatever, like superstar in bed. You have to be if you're a man. And I think that mm. it's kind of like unhealthy because mm. if you were never even taught how to have sex in the first place and now you're thinking that you're going to learn from internet or whatnot, mm. you're, you're going to have this bad impression when it comes out in the end. 
And also, right. I, and also sometimes too, I think women too are encouraging that like, oh, you're a man, you're supposed to be good at in bed. But I'm like, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Because men were you never know? Talk, yeah, I understand. Talk, so how, so how were they supposed to be good in bed if they were never even taught in the first place? And now it becomes this performative thing where it's like, oh, he couldn't go. Yeah, to, to show, to impress. I don't yeah. really want to have sex with you just to impress you. To exactly. show you that, yeah, them day. Exactly. exactly. Please, I don't know, man. I just don't know. It's so childish, I think. Like, know yourself, know your body. And a lot of women, we, we enable it because we take any crap from men and even pretend we fake orgasms just so that the man will feel, yes, he's been a man, you know? <laughs> like, how many times do we hear of women saying, uh-uh, you're not doing it right. I'm sorry. She picks her back and she did. Hey, yeah, that woman will not see the, the day, uh, the next day, you know? So, so it's like, we allow it, but then we allow it because we feel we've not, we are not bold enough. We are not confident enough. And it also has to do with our self esteem. You know, this system has beaten women so much into low self esteem that this is how we function. We, we don't even know our voice. We don't even know what we want. So far as I have a man, whether even if you're having shitty sex, well, I, I have a man anyway, so that, that, that's better than nothing at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. So we, set, we settle, take it like that, because, hey, if I, if, if I, 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 put, I, mean, I say something, I might lose him. So we don't want to stand the, the risk of losing him. So we rather endure the, the mediocrity than to, to risk losing him. <laughs> it's crazy. true. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because even like I was saying, even with yeah. like open conversations, don't people, what I've, well, from what I've heard, even with conversations, open conversations with couples, like they don't even mm. express what they want during sex. It's like, it's almost like this unspoken rule or whatever. Nobody talks, nobody says anything, expresses like, oh, I'm not really liking this or I'm not really liking that. So, yeah, we don't even talk about it in that sense. Automatic. We think it's a magic. Or, ah, I mean, sex is just penis entering vagina. What else? Ah, we don't Mm -hmm. care about feelings. We don't care about communication. We don't care about consent. So, yeah, let's get it over and done with. And we also accept the mediocrity, you know. Exactly. So it, it's uh, hmm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. It's, it's unfortunate, crazy. Okay. All right. So last thing we can talk about the last thing. I want to talk about feminism mm. today in today's age. Because I think it's hey. very important. <laughs> okay. It's, so you want to talk about feminism. What do you want to talk about? What do you yeah. want to know about? So, in, in fact, I actually had a conversation with my friend, I think, during the last episode. So, we're talking about feminism right. in general. And I was mm-hmm. asking her that right now, if a guy says that he's a feminist, is he allowed to be a feminist? Or right. is it that there's some yes. sort of rules about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, go on. And what did she say? And she said... Or, okay, you're asking me? No, I was asking her. She said that... Um, she she's fine if men want to be like allies but to come out and say that oh i'm a guy and i'm a feminist it will be it could be taken the wrong way because 
It's almost like you're trying to usurp their movement because you're a guy. But she has no problem with men. Uh, wow. For the movement. Okay. Well, I think I have a different opinion on that. Okay. Because um, men can be feminists fully, fully. Okay. We have, yeah, well, we have allies. We have feminists themselves. Either ways, a man can declare that he's a feminist. That's okay. I don't think feminism is a movement for women only. Okay. Yes, we use femme. We use the word feminism because of the society we find ourselves. That plays women as an inferior species over under men who are supposedly superior. So we are trying to bridge the gap and try to project or to, to, to advocate for equal rights for both sexes. Right? So mm -hmm. patriarchy. And patriarchy is not only affecting women. It's affecting men as well. So I personally do not have any problem if a male come out to fully claim that he's a feminist. This is a man who recognizes that, no, these women are being put under the rug. Women are being oppressed and I, I'm standing there for their rights. Perfect. And in so doing, I as a man is also claiming my agency and also doing things right and also recognizing my, my power or my place. So I think a man can be fully feminist. It's different. I mean, I don't know what, maybe what, from what she's saying, I think she might be like, like uh, relating it to where maybe uh, uh, like in situations where a white man cannot say nigger, and, but it's for black men only. But this is different, okay? I mean, the word nigger has a long line of history and it's so inappropriate for a white man to use it. So, I mean, you can't say because you roll with a black man that you can also use the word nigger. It's totally uh, different. This come from a deep, deeply uh, uh, rooted ancestral, whatever. But feminism, it's here. Patriarchy is here. Misogyny is working. It's alive. You know, toxic masculinity is at its peak. So if, for me, in fact, I even commend men who stand up and say they are feminists because this is what we need. We need the voices of men in feminism, active voices of men. Because you see, a lot of men come and claim they are allies. Mm -hmm. You see, when you say ally, it's a little passive. It's like, yeah, I'm a friend of your movement, but well, I'm not really in it. I can choose to detach anytime I want. I can right. choose to move away from it so far as if I see that it's not working for me. But for a man to get up and claim that he's a feminine, that's a powerful man. That's a man who is changing the game. That's a man who is saying, you know what, enough. Fellow men, we need to also talk. We need to back the right of women. We need to support our women. We need to treat women as equals. You understand? So for me, I'll applaud any man any day who claims that he's a feminist because he sees it. He sees it. And he's decided to speak, and we need male voices in feminism. So that's what. That's cool. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think she was on the same page as you were saying that. Right. right. Yeah, like you were saying with the whole white man and um, mm -hmm. you know, black mm -hmm. people. I think she was saying that just because you you want to mm -hmm. be a guy, you want to be with women, you can definitely support, but don't try to take charge and lead the way. I think that's what she was saying because. Right. 
because in this <laughs> well i mean well i understand her but it's okay for me mm. i don't have a problem i mean but the bottom line is you see even in feminism there are so many sections there are so many underlined that's why you know i call myself the bad feminist because <laughs> well yeah that's my hashtag bad feminist because i feel um i need to carve my own identity even in my feminism because feminism, just like any movement, just like any agenda or any society, has a lot of different sections that if we do not take care, my you know, take away the focus of 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 the movement or the objective of feminism, a lot of people get a little too drunk in it mm-hmm. and they tend to uh operate from a different, I mean, a, a personalized or I don't know still some you know some internalized ideas so for me as a bad feminist i have stripped myself off any restrictions any uh labels or boxes that you want to put me in so you know there are some feminists who have put down rules like as a feminist you're not supposed to do this or you're not supposed to do that or you're not supposed you might you, like a whole lot of things i've, I've not really read wide into it but I am saying that I'm a bad feminist. I may not be the perfect feminist, feminist. Because also, a lot of people expect perfection from feminists. People say that, well, yeah. how dare you, a woman, start talking or start uh, uh, demanding for a seat at the table. Okay, now you want to claim a seat at the table. Okay, fine. Make sure you do not do anything wrong. Make sure you do not falter. Because then you'll be, you, you'll be called out or you'll, you'll be trolled for it. A lot yeah. of feminists get a, most trolls on social media because woe to a feminist, woe to her if she becomes a single mother, woe to her if she's over 40 and not married, woe to her if she makes a bad mistake, woe to her if she ends up dating a married man. Every little normal mistake that other human beings make, yeah. a feminist is punished twice for it just because uh, society is still trying so hard to, to, to still beat you into submission, to still, to still punish you into succumbing. You understand? So feminism already has a lot of stigma. Mm-hmm. A lot of stigma. A lot of women who agree with the, 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 the manifestos or the, the ideas or the principles of feminism, but they would never publicly proclaim that they are feminists. Mm, they will never sure. publicly say that they are feminists. They will say, you hear them say things like, oh, yeah, me, I'm, yeah, I agree with them, but well, some, the way some of them go about it, mm. you understand? They are shying away because it's, yeah. that's the work of the patriarchy. They are still using shame. I told you, one of the biggest tools to, to beat women into submission is shame. They yeah. are shaming feminists. They are shaming feminists everywhere. You understand? And imagine shaming women who claim to be feminists. Then imagine a man who now turn around, 360. You want to walk away from all this goodness of patriarchy that is benefiting you and come and claim you are feminist. You get it triple. Yeah, worse. Mm. There's a bigger stigma on male feminists. But then I truly admire men who defy the odds and come out and say, you know what? I'm, I'm a feminist. That is the boldest shit ever. And yes, for me, I'm still, I'm, I'm still that feminist who... Do not follow the rules. So if you think that you can judge me because I'm not doing the things that you think feminism is about, you're wrong. 
already, already I've called myself the bad feminist, so I do not answer to you. Yes, I'm bad. I do not follow the rules. I claim it. I embrace it. You understand? So people need to find their identity and stay grounded in it because people will shake you. Patriarchy will yeah. shake you to the core. The moment you claim you are feminist, they will shake you. They will punish you. They will hit you. They will attack you. But then you need to know. Bottom line is, it's basic human rights. Basic human rights. Timamanda Ngozi Adichie said that. Listen, if you truly want to understand feminism, whatever a man does to you, when you reverse it, is the response the same? Mm. Whatever a man does to a woman and he gets away with it, when a woman does it, watch the response. This is what we want to eradicate. This is what we don't want. For example, cheating. A married man who have 25 million children <laughs> will go about cheating. <laughs> will go about cheating. Cheating, 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 cheating. Trust me, eh? the, the, the punishment or the shame or the ridicule or the stigma that this man will have will not come near the one that a woman whom is maybe recently divorced or recently widowed and gets into another relationship. Yeah, she, she didn't even cheat too. She didn't even cheat. She probably lost her husband maybe six months ago, right. two months ago. And then immediately she gets into a relationship. Look at how society will punish this woman as compared to how society will treat a man who is a community penis. <laughs> you understand? So this is what we are talking about. Why do you view the man as okay, default, he can do everything, get away with it. And the woman must question. There are so many junctions. There are so many checkpoints. There are so many questions to answer just because she's a woman. So, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's and true. It's, tough. it's true, because like that last thing you were saying, I've heard stories where a woman, you know, lost her husband and maybe two months later, she starts dating somebody and people are just all over the woman. Like how quickly did you mm-hmm. just from losing your husband to just dating immediately? Right. Right. Like, really? But, so that, that's it. So I mean, that's the basic measuring tool. Like whatever a man does and uh, when a woman does it, is it the same? I mean, that's the basic. That to the layman's language, if someone wants to understand why I'm a feminist, I tell them, whatever a man does, is it the same reaction when a woman does it? Is it the same? Why is it not the same? Let's discuss that. That is mm. where the conversation is going to start from. So for men to come up and let go of their benefits of patriarchy, even though patriarchy is also a liability to men, when they let go of it, and decide that, you know what, enough is enough. This is bullshit. We are bullshitting ourselves. We are lying to ourselves. This is not working. This is not working. I am a feminist, and I think women deserve to be respected. Bold, bold, bold. In fact, I'll respect that man any day. So for me, I don't think uh, um, men, and in fact, I'll even be happy if men take the lead in feminism. What, what difference does it make? Women are taking the lead. Men are taking the lead. So far as you recognize women as your co-equals and you respect us, it doesn't matter who takes the lead. What matters is that we are for one cause and we are seeing each other as equal human beings that deserve equal respect. You know? So for me, that's it. Yeah, that's good. I think it's good to end on that note. Right. right. I think we've exhausted a lot of 
uh, uh, um, topics. I mean, what topic will you talk about next? I feel we've talked about everything in the world. <laughs> yeah, we could. I mean, we can talk about almost anything, but I think this is a good set of topics to talk about. I mean, we can mm-hmm. definitely have like a part two in the future where we discuss other topics because no I think problem. there's a lot more no to talk problem. about. Right. But yeah. And probably you can invite people on, or I can invite someone on. It's Absolutely, okay. we can have we have more than one person on the call and just have a great conversation. Yay! I would really love that. I would so love to to, to want to be part of this again. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely dive more into different deeper topics next time. More, right. more topics. Right. Okay, but yeah, I but really I, enjoyed this. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. I really like talking about, talking about these type of topics with people. It's always good to talk about these type of like taboo topics in a way. Mm, and like, yeah, and that's basically what my vlog is about. You should check it out. I just I post it on my Instagram, uh, my IGTV. Usually, oh. I'm hoping to move it to YouTube, but I don't really have the necessary tools yet, so mm. I'm just keeping it on Instagram for I, now. I would definitely post the link in the description for the podcast so people can find it. Yay! Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely talk more offline. Please, okay. let's do. We will. Mm, okay, yeah, right. I have, I have more to talk to you about other things, though. Okay, Mate. Okay, All right. Okay. All right, talk to okay. you later. You know, I didn't introduce myself. You know, you didn't introduce me on this podcast. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have an intro. What do you do? I have the intro. Hey, introduce... you have your intro, eh? Yeah, I have an intro. Okay, I totally do okay. fine. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Talk later. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.